This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's Erica. Erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. And Anthony. It's a joke. Anthony doesn't have an email address. You can also reach us on Twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Special Mike. Along with me is Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse. And I, did we, we were calling you Mike Prime. Mike Prime. <laughs> I had a total brain fade right there. And our special guest today is Mike Prime, the one, the only Michael, Mike Myler, him and his devil widgets. Devil. We are joined by... Veteran game designer Mike Myler. My, bleh. Veteran game designer, not oh, designer. Veteran say, game designer Mike hey, Myler. Yeah. Hey, we all fucked up this morning. It's fine. Yeah. I especially am excused because I am exhausted from moving stuff. That's right. You're in Portland now. Yes. Um, so, Mike, for the viewers who may not know you, please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm a freelance game designer. I'm the uh, editor of Ian World. Uh, I've been at this for like five years. You can find a bunch of free stuff and uh, stuff that that is I wrote over on MikeMyler.com. Well, the editor of Ian World thing is relatively oh, new Ian to Sider, us. Ian Sider. Ian Sider. Yeah, the the editor of Ian Sider is relatively new to us. So why don't you explain that real quick? Oh sure, Ian Sider is a Patreon which is sort of like a periodical. Uh, you pay a monthly subscription fee, and then in the case of Ian Sider, uh, you get five articles for D&D 5th Edition. Uh, one of them is an adventure, uh, and then four of them are different stuff. We're about to start a class series, so it's going to be uh, a class, an adventure, and then two other articles a month for a while. Well, I mean, the class articles are being split into two for a bunch of reasons I don't want to talk about here. But, yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, you can check it out. You can pay a dollar a month and get access to all 200 and some existing articles and then all the new ones that will come out. And, uh, yeah, it's oh, a great gig. Cool. That might be worth checking out for me. I, 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 you know, I saw that you were doing that, and I had no, like, knowledge of it. I never got a chance to talk to you about it. So that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. The job went up, um, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I had written, at that point, something like 15% of their articles anyway. So I applied for it and got it. Yeah. I also have that article on, or the column on the Insider, uh, the mythological figures. So um, we are, this morning, we're going to talk about the nerdiest things we've always kind of wanted to do or kind of felt like we should do, um, but we never did them for whatever reason and why. But first... But first, we got to play everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? And Brian, how do we do that? Where the four of us share the nerdiest thing we did this week... And then we all vote using the Mike Myler widget system that Mike graciously donated to us the first time he appeared with us on how we vote, which is the biggest time suck of all time and makes our game take a long time. But we love it. Yeah, and we do. The, we actually really do. <laughs> then the winner gets to keep the widgets. You know, all the irradiated widgets. What's the current widget count right now? Um... There's four. There's three of us, so four. Oh, I meant like total. Oh God, we. You know what? We need since you are our a our south and east coast um occasional host. I will put it on you to figure that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> In that case, they're a randomized value. <laughs> yeah, it's it it widgets the new cryptocurrency. That's right. Yes. They fluctuate constantly. Sometimes they're negative values. Sometimes they're fractional. Who knows? And since you were our guest, Mike, you get to go first. So what was nerdy with you this week? 
Uh, my wife is getting back from vacation today, uh, so, uh, honestly, all I did was work while she was gone. Um, what did I work on? It's such a fugue. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, I, I took the, all the characters from Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, and I statted them up for 5th edition, and I set them up on my blog, so sometime soon there will be a series of, like, I don't know, like 16 or something. Like Shao Kahn and Sub-Zero and Reptile and Raiden and Kung Lao and Liu Kang. Even though Liu Kang and Kung Lao are basically the same fucking character. Whatever. Um, but yeah, if you can play the character in Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat, uh, you can include them in your D&D 5e game with the stat they made. And I did that, actually, to one of my parties. Uh, they killed Melina and Baraka. And then they fought Scorpion, Smoke, and Reptile all at once. And just barely managed to beat them. Uh, with one player dying along the way, so that's pretty great. Forgot about um, for me, um, it's been so much. With for the past week, I've been going through moving. We packed everything and we um, we put everything in the crate, and then we went on the long drive to Portland. Um, so there's so many things we did, um, but I think what tops the pile of nerdy was Heather and I after we were exhausted from from moving everything we put music on and we did our renditions of swing and hip-hop dancing and it was the funniest goddamn thing with us like doing grinds and like doing cha-chas and swings and twirling each other around and and it we were we were cracking up we were on the floor laughing because neither of us can really dance and with nobody to watch us, we were just dorking it up. So that's, he, that's also what he's not telling you is he kicked her in the face. That's why they then he laid on the floor with her so she wouldn't be embarrassed when she came back to consciousness. I did not kick her in the face on purpose. You yeah, were that. ambushed, ambushed <laughs> by terrorists. No, we've been we've been cracking each other up this whole they time. They kicked her in the face. <laughs> what happened? Um, you you passed out. Why does my face hurt? You hit the coffee table. We're getting like I'm getting like a flutter in my ears every once in a while that's picking up on the recording. Does anybody have any idea what that is? Uh, I have no idea, but I did hear it myself. Let me Is it me? I don't know. It was it just this weird flutter that popped up every once in a while. It happened when you were talking first time. It's probably what I unmuted my microphone. Oh yeah. Use use Skype. Okay. Use the mute and Skype. Oh my um, Anyway, yeah, we were just, we've been big giant dorks through this whole move, trying to amuse ourselves through hard work and make it fun instead of just hard work. So, yeah, that's that's the nerdiest thing I've done. Um, there's probably other things, but I, I think that really kicks it into my mind as the most fun thing. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. And actually makes, you know, Katie and I try and do that, too, when we are going through projects here at the house, and it, it helps. It really does. It helps greatly. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mike? Oh, Mike Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Me? So uh, I was able to go to Disneyland the, the last Thursday with my wife, my daughter, and cousin. We met a bunch of friends there. And I had a friend post on Facebook while we were driving out that she doesn't have her pass anymore and she really wanted to and she's been really wanting a Disney day because Disney is her sanctuary place and she just loves being there it, it, it's her safe place and she really needs safe places right now to, where she can feel okay because she was at Route 91 what's that? the shooting in Vegas oh god she, she was there and so, you know, sanctuary places for her are very important. She is dealing with PTSD. She's wrapping up physical therapy on her knees because she fell and was partially trampled on her legs. Um, so she and she posted that she really wanted that and some of the things that she really liked doing. And so I told her that I was going there on Thursday and that I would do what I could for her. Um I she like she's like I get always get a picture at the golden spot which is the where you stand directly in front of the castle and it just looks amazing. There she's like I like the ice cream sandwiches they have over by uh, Toontown and and like and like laying in the animation studio at California Adventure and just looking at uh, the videos and stuff that and the sketches and stuff that that play on the screens and 
so I did what I could for her. I sent her like a, a few little photos of like my family and stuff doing things. And, but, um, I sent her one photo of like the new lemon soft serve they have on the, what's now called the Pixar pier. And it's that, that ice cream guys, if you ever decide, Hey, randomly, we're going to go back to California and we're going to have this awesome like Disney trip. You have to get this lemon soft serve. It's the, it's the best. It's amazing. It's a very good lemony taste. Like the first two licks, you you swear it's made from lemon Starburst. Oh. But after that, but after that, it just becomes amazing lemon ice cream. I I gotta ask you because I do every time you go on a Disney trip. Did no, I didn't. A, did you have a Dole Whip? Oh uh, no, we actually traded out the Dole Whip this trip for the lemon ice cream. Yeah. Okay. We traded it out this trip. So uh, no, no okay. I wasn't gonna ask you if you bought a hat, Michael. I thought it was coming. I really <laughs> did. I so did. So these these are like kind of a, a little bit of the nerdy thing that I did for because I sent her a picture of the the soft serve and like a couple and like the pictures of my family. Um, but the real nerdy thing I did was her favorite thing is to be in the animation studio and just watch the videos and and everything as you're spinning around and just see as because it's all around you. So I took my phone and I set it up and I hit record and I just recorded uh, a couple of the songs doing a slow circle for her. Like she was sitting in the, like, so it'd be like she was in the middle of the room and watching the videos for her because, and I sent it to her and I posted it and I said, because I know you needed this. And she was very, very happy. Well, time to vote. Um, I just want to let you know that I'm putting all four of my votes to Michael because I feel like I can't, vote otherwise that's just like the most humanitarian awesome thing for a friend ever mike how do you vote <laughs> uh i will continue with my yeah approach of splitting my votes evenly amongst all parties so i will vote two for michael and two for you and then and then michael two for you two for mike all right um that leaves michael with six mike with two and brian with four michael um, I assume that you're not going to keep the widgets for yourself with how humanitarian you are. Uh, small. Uh, I'll take a wee percentage, but he's not greedy. <laughs> well, the more widgets you have, the less widgets you have. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more widgets, Disney more problems. Like it's, Disney looks like it's changed so much since I went. And, and, and you you're sent pictures of things that I never even knew were there. Yeah, there's there's stuff that's added. Um, the and, They added Bugs Land in 2003. And it's like this whole little, like, supposed to be like a little tiny, like, fair set up by Flick from A Bug's Life. And, and, and really, you really get the feel that you're, like, that you're basically as a human, you're like, oh, wow, and I'm, I'm in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but the bugs are, like, cool people. Uh, but they're getting ready to tear that out here during the summer, and then they're going to build a Marvel mini land out of it. So, where they have, like, superhero stuff. Can you see the construction where the Star Wars galaxy is going to be? From certain angles, because they're they're trying they tr- they're trying so much not to show a ton of of the construction. Like when you're in the parking garage, you can see a good a good bit of like the top, like the construction on like the towers and stuff, and what's going to be like rocks. And then, like they had to redirect the Rivers of America and the train, uh, the 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 train that goes around Disneyland, so you couldn't see over into Star Wars Land. They have like a wall. Oh, that sounds up. cool. Yeah, so like, I can't you, wait for that. You you do see bits of so you do see bits of things as you like on certain rides like Big Thunder Mountain when you hit the peak of your of the big drop you can look over and see a lot of it. So Heather wants to go to Disney World to do the Avatar experience. That I heard is amazing. Well, because uh, Disneyland's getting the Star Wars Land here in 2019, and then after that, Disney World gets theirs. Well, I'm glad that Disneyland's getting it first because you know yeah. that's only that's only 16 hours away from me. Yeah, <laughs> makes it a little easier. And then, um, sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I've been to Disney World plenty of times, although not since they put in the Avatar thing. So, and then Disney World's getting Toy Story Land right now. Theirs is opening like in like a like a month, I think. And then Disneyland is getting the Pixar Pier, where it's all their Pixar stuff on their pier. Instead of it being like an old boardwalk now, it's like supposed to be all their Pixar movies. Oh, you're making me yawn. That one hit me like out of nowhere. <laughs> Normally I could feel it coming on. That one was just like, we're doing this now. Um, so, Michael, explain our topic. Today we are talking about 
things we've always wanted to do, but we just we just couldn't or or just never went went for it. Not necessarily because of money, but like opportunity like never there was like never a real true opportunity or maybe it was something your spouse didn't think would be like safe for you or like plausible for you or you know or are you just pure embarrassment it's like i can't do that or fear yes or a massive fear so and we're just going to talk we're going to talk about that for uh we're going to talk about that a little bit on you know something you something like the nerdy stuff you really wanted to do but like, we just haven't yet. And maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll make a little bit of a resolution to get a little bit closer yeah. towards those things. Maybe do a maybe make a bucket list resolution here at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um so Mike, um what what are the nerdiest things you've wanted to do that you just haven't been able to? Uh well I love Warmer forty K, but that's a hobby that's just too expensive for me to get indulge in. And um, the big project that I, I will get to eventually, I insist, before I have offspring, is the bat cycle, which sounds like it's expensive, but it's not. It's not. So you get, first of all, I need to get my first motorcycle and crash that like everyone does. I'm just going to get like a 250cc Honda, something like can't go faster than 50 miles an hour. And then figure 500cc for the bat cycle and then just get whatever bike. I'll probably just get a Honda because, again, like a... Eventually, you're going to mess it up, and it'll be easy to get replacement parts. Cheap, easy, available everywhere. Um, and then the, the the bat cycle part is just like a horn, a cool helmet, and then some expensive-ass fiberglass. And I can't imagine the fiberglass is going to run more than $3,000. You're not going to pay more than $2,000 for the bike. So all in all, I figure I can have a bat cycle for $5,000. I just have never had $5,000 in my pocket to have a bat cycle. Are you going to have the um, the the compartment car for Robin? That is has been talked about, including a Robin helmet and small cape. Oh, that would be cool. I remember right? they brought the Bat Cycle on uh, comic book, um, comic com- book guys, comic book guys, and it it made me want to ride in it. I know, I know, I know. It'd be so cool, and like people would be stopped, like, "What is that Batman?" I'd be like, whenever I hit the horn, like, ah. So that's nice. number one. Number one on my Are list. you a big fan of Batman 66? Not amazingly so. I mean, I've seen the movie a lot, uh, especially uh, in in high school. But um, I, I mean, otherwise, I just, I just, I love the idea of having a bat cycle. Like, what's cooler than a motorcycle? A bat cycle. What's cooler than a bat cycle? Probably nothing I can think of. Honestly. Having the matching helmet and capes for said bat cycle. It's true. Yeah, having a full I'm- Batman regalia. I'm just the right age that they were playing the reruns a lot when I was a kid. And it was well, on Sci-Fi Channel, right? It was such a No, the Sci-Fi Channel didn't exist back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like early morning they would play them and I, I watched the hell out of them. I think they might have been on Nick at Night for a while, but uh, they were on something. I think they did. Well, I know in the last few years they used to do them on um, TV Land. I, 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 I mean, I, I think Sci-Fi Channel did start when I was a kid, but it was mostly just syndicated stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't like um, any originals yet. So that's. But I don't I remember them having Batman on there. But they might have. Yeah, they might have. Yeah. They, they did a little bit. They had the the old um, Batman animated show too, and Super Friends when I was a kid too. So it was it was real Batman crazy. I remember. The first time, well, this is just like, you know, for me, as like, you're talking about sci-fi. Well, I remember when I first saw Cartoon Network with their original shows and like all the reruns they used to play of old, uh, of old cartoons. And I was just like, damn, this is the best. Michael, if you could have any bat vehicle at all, what would it be? 89 Batmobile. The 89 Batmobile. Oh, that would be cool. That is my favorite. That was the coolest looking one. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's actually not as impractical as they made it seem in the movie. Yeah, the turn radius is crap, but the motor that's actually in it is uh, from it's from a uh, 75 Trans Am. Okay. I, I so. don't know what it's called, but I want that I want that bat vehicle from the Lego movie, from the Batman Lego movie. Oh, the bat jet <laughs> thing? The one that the, the Scuttler. The one that had like legs and it looked like some kind of like predatory animal and it would like it, it could fly but it could also like hold on to things with the legs. 
I don't. I'm, I, I'm not a huge Lego fan, so. Hmm, Bat Raptor. Uh, you got to see the Batman Lego movie. It's really good. I think I might have it. Let's see. Sounds very familiar. I forget what it was called, though. I think it was called the Scuttler. They had a lot of vehicles in that movie. Oh yeah, there were a ton. So, did you guys? Okay, small small tangent here because I'm actually a massive How to Train Your Dragons fan. Have you guys seen the new trailer for the new movie? Oh, I did. It looks so cool. I'm so excited for this. I was like, yes. I was yes. a little confused, though, because at the beginning of the trailer, it showed him looking older with the beard, and then it went back to him looking like a kid again. They could uh, they could be, like, trolling us and showing us the end of the movie. Yeah. But what's funny is somebody posted a meme of him from the first movie, and then that image, and it goes, Hiccup went from, sir, I'll have your daughter home by 9 p.m. to, she calls me daddy, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that fluttering sound again. Huh. Well, so me. I don't know. Somebody moved around paper? No. no it, it sounded electronic. There it is again. It might. Uh, it, is that like a short and a cable or something? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's not It's not bad. It's just, it's just content, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> content. So, but no, this, the, that new movie looks so good. And they said it's going to be... The, and they're, they're, they're confirming it's the last one for that whole series. So... Michael, since you already have the floor, we'll change the order a little bit. What's the nerdiest? What's what's the nerdy thing you've wanted to do that you just haven't been able to do, and why? Well, one of them, I would say, stand-up comedy. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's on my list too. So why haven't you done it? Um, two well, two main reasons are one, nerves. I you know believe it or not, I actually do have a, a slight bit of stage fright. And the other reason is I don't actually think I'm that funny. I, I I think of it for me, it's like I can be funny in a conversation, but that wouldn't translate to the stage. See, that's my fear. Yeah, everybody's like, you're really funny. Like, maybe one day you should like give it a try, you know, Cause, and I know it's a process, you know, refining it and, and going through it because I'm actually following a guy on Instagram who's who's becoming a stand, who's working on stand up comedy. And so I know it's a process and you do have to go out there and bomb, but it's like, I just don't think I'm that funny. Now, Mike, you said in our last time you were with us that you actually did some comedy in the past. Um, well, you mean like writing comedy? I'm yeah, you, you said you did some comedy. You, you, you said there was some comedy in your past. You never really clarified what it was. Oh, well, okay. So, I mean, the, I, I had a comedy website uh, that I kept for a while, but when I started to get paid to do professional writing, I uh, closed it and hit it because it, a lot of the things on there are not not PC. It's not like a, a evil or anything, but like I had a series uh, making fun of really badly written Chinese product reviews, for instance, <laughs> which I didn't want to be associated with me professionally. So uh, yeah, I closed it. Yeah, yeah, right. We, we we all have those things online that we've gone. Oh no, no, we yeah, can't. Have well, no. I mean, anymore. if I was writing humor content and that was like, if I was writing for if something, that was awful, your job. Exactly, yeah. I would leave it open. But like, my job is to write and make RPG books, not to you know have weird, funny articles making fun of the news. Uh, so I yeah, that's a really interesting thing that you did. Yeah. Well. Sacrifice for, for business. I started it whenever um, MCA died because I was like, oh, God, I have to do something. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah, how I my think, book started. Yeah, um, I I don't think I have the skill for it. I, I've, I've always wanted to – I actually even told Heather that after we moved to Portland, I'd like to prepare and do an open mic night, find an open mic night, and just go out there and bomb because I guess bombing is one of those things that everybody's got to do. And I did that when – um. The first time I did karaoke, I bombed horribly, and now I do karaoke all the time. And I really like doing karaoke, so maybe open night, open mic would be a neat thing to try and just yeah. get booed at once. Builds character. Yes. I mean, well, I mean, anybody who's like, and you talk anybody who's done, who's doing stand-up comedy or has done it, they they say you have to bomb at least once. I mean, we have a we have a comedy podcast on occasion when it's when it's funny, but it's just because you know we we like to fuck with each other and it's funny for people to listen to, but it's not like planned comedy. Like we don't write it. Yeah, no, we don't write a lot of the stuff that happens on this show. Shut the fuck up, Michael. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so 
So for for me, I think um, there's yeah, a Brian. couple of there's a couple of nerdy fandoms that make me cringe, and I've been interested in checking them out. And um, one is the furries, and I know that from talking to furries and from watching things, I know it's not 100% a sexual thing. And I know that it's a real thing that people are into and they build backstories for the characters and they get real into it and it's real cool. But there's still this like, it's so different that I have a cringe factor that I've been afraid to pursue it. But it still intrigues the heck out of me. I'd love to, I'd love to check it out and maybe get into it. But it, it's just so out there on the fringe that I've always resisted it. Plus those costumes look hot and sweaty. And expensive. Oh, yeah. It always I, comes back to money. Oh, yeah. We I mean, have a th- AnthroCon here in Pittsburgh every year. Um, and I don't know. The city is, like, really stoked to have them come because, like, it's a huge economic boon because I guess they spent a shitload of money. Um, I went down the one time with a girl I was kind of seeing because she, she and her friend were going. And uh, one of my friends goes every year, too. She's a... Uh, laughter yoga life shot. I don't even know what the fuck Sammy does for a living. All like she just travels around and takes pictures of herself in weird countries. I don't really know. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it was a uh, it was a little weird to be in an observer and just like hang out in the lobby of the hotel. Uh, for the most part, it's okay. There was this one one pair of uh, dog suited people who were uh, being. In a, inappropriately cuddling, I guess you might say, and they were asked to go upstairs to the zoo, which terrified me. But I guess it's just their dance floor area, uh, and uh, everybody's everybody's really friendly. I like I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I'm, you should go. I got I you got a shiver go. down my spine when you said they were asked to go upstairs to the zoo. That yeah, to me, me I too. Like, I was like, what? What? But like that was their dance area. I was assured it was not like some kind of weird dungeon scenario or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The city's really happy to have them. They're they're nice. Uh, they do like a parade thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. friends are fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and. Huh, go to the zoo and, and Brian's like, oh God, no, don't go to the zoo. <laughs> it it it's just it, you know like there's people that are into these into these fandoms that it's like it intrigues me that people devote so much time and so much of their life to it and I don't know what I, I you know I want to know everything I just I I I have this curiosity that I want to just know and I want to check it out. I mean, hell, I went to a sex club once. I mentioned this on a previous episode just recently that I went to a sex club once just out of curiosity, and I wasn't afraid to do that at all. That seemed normal to me. I don't know why dressing up in anthropomorphic animal costumes freaks me out. Um, and I, maybe it's just this like bias from the media or from like people talking about how like people like that are freaks and stuff like that. But it, it, it bothers me that I have a cringe bias. So it makes me want to go to break down that bias and to check it out and to be, you know, to be a little bit more open and understand why people are into something like that. Well, I would, I would say that like, there's an element to it that uh, I'm like, for, for one people dressing up in funny animal costumes, isn't inherently weird or off off putting, right? Like we have mascots all the time, everywhere. And are you're not freaked out by like some dude dressed up like a bee at a football game, right? No, that doesn't bother me at all. Exactly. But when it's put into this context of like uh sexual fetish, it gets weird because that's that's a taboo because and, and, and when I say taboo, it is not itself actually taboo, but it is emulating in a in a fashion a taboo a taboo which would be bestiality, right? So like that's that's why you're feeling weird is because par- there's that that illusion between the person in the costume and like an actual animal. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think it also might be because my first like encounter with like the furry lifestyle was when I was a kid watching Real Sex on HBO and they did a thing <laughs> on the furries. So and yeah, they made it out to be a purely sexual thing. And then after that, over the years, I've learned that it's really not. There's people that aren't involved in the sexual fetish aspect of it at all. Most furries are not involved in the sexual aspect of it. it yeah, it's it's an unfair discrimination. I'll, I'll say that for sure. Oh, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, it's too bad Erica's not here because when she when um, she used to work for a hotel call center, and people would call in for the um, for the Burbank Hilton for their for the for the Anthrocon there, and they would call and they would meow and woof at the people who they called to make the <laughs> reservation. I used to get people coming in and. Uh... There's this, I, I mean, like, I didn't, wouldn't bother me at all. I worked at a, a Malaysian and Chinese restaurant, and uh, they'd, they'd come in, and they like, uh, during the, you know, time of the Anthrocon, and they'd be like, can I get a bowl of water? And like, yeah, absolutely. And, and they'd want their food in bowls, and they would, yeah. It was a very, very dedicated, very dedicated people. And very nice, and good tippers. So, like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Pittsburgh welcomes the furry convention. Because they they're good folks. Another another one that I actually have checked out, but I haven't gone to the convention is the Bronies. I've talked to Bronies, and that that actually seems a lot more normal to me. But at first, that was cringy. It was cringy why someone in their twenties would be interested in this little kid show. Well, to be fair, I don't know if it, you have to be in your twenties to cringe when somebody's interested in My Little Pony, right? Do we I need to be in our twenties to cringe? Yeah. I don't know. Little girls like it, and that seems fine. I, I don't, I don't think it's some a little boys like it too. I'm not saying that it's a gender thing. It's just, it's a, you know, the show is made for girls. I mean, I just put it there with like Teletubbies and, and, uh, what else do I just instantly disregard as like a thing for people with, you know, undeveloped brains. Oh, I went to, I, it's so funny. I went to a, um, I went, to I, a, just, I went, I went to a Bible study once and, um, we did our thing. We did our Bible study. And then afterwards, um, somebody, for some reason, turned the TV on and Teletubbies was on. And this was when Teletubbies was new. Right. And we watched the whole episode. And <laughs> we, watched, we were fascinated by this show. <laughs> it is, what, he's not telling us kinda... is, what he's not telling us is right after the Bible study was over, the acid kicked in and the Teletubbies <laughs> came on. And they were like, fuck, yes. Yes, because... That's how Bible studies work. You know, you pop acid right before. Hey, dude, I, whatever gets you into the word. <laughs> you know, get that connection. That's cool. And I, I wanted to add quickly that I I disregard a lot of these shows and things because they're, they're, they were created just to sell toys, right? Like, I don't know, when people talk about the masks cartoon, you guys have gone on about masks, right? Uh, no, I've we've heard... never talked about masks before. Really, masks I guess where we have because awesome. I know about because I know about. I don't masks. think we've ever talked about it on the show before. I feel like masks are <laughs> yeah. so obviously just for selling toys. Didn't anybody I'm... ever tell them command starts with a C? Oh my god! Yeah, that I, I'm sure you... the My Little Ponies today are much more sophisticated than the '80s television well, show was. But... Mask was a show that was inspired by Transformers and. Michael, you seem to have it a little bit more fresh in your mind, so why don't you explain it? <laughs> they live in a gas station <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, and their cars turn into other vehicles, and they fight bad guys. <laughs> yeah, don't I they all have toys. specific masks? Yes, they all have very specific masks. Everybody has their own mask, and they I forget the name of the villains, but they, they fought these the, basically global terrorists, and uh, who's the main villain? Like this called Hood? Yeah, I think they were called Hood. You're fucking kidding me. I think they were. I, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, and basically they're 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 all like they look like they drove all regular cars, but each car turned into like this special battle form. And like one of them, basically the the gull wings on the car opened up and it could fly. That was basically it for that one. Yeah. But it was it was. You want to hear something that's gonna kick kick your ass right out of your chair, Michael? What's that? Um, F. Gary Gray is making the movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I'm. No, I'm not. It, it's for real. Oh F. my! Mary Gray is gonna make the movie. Oh my god! I I hope they ask the question that they asked on a uh, robot chicken. Do you think they sell themselves the gas? Because <laughs> they live in a gas. They live in a gas station. <laughs> the uh, I'm trying to find the name of the villain. Yeah, I get it. Um. <laughs> I, I I just wonder if F. Gary Gray's directing it. Is the whole thing going to be about family? From yeah, you know, well, it will because the main character he's like he had a son who like lived with him. Illusion is the ultimate weapon. Mobile armored strike command. See this? Is, can anybody, shouldn't somebody tell him the command is spelled oh. with a C? <laughs> <laughs> Venom, vicious evil network of mayhem. Okay, that's Venom. Okay, all right, that's better than Hood. 
It's Makes just sense. so it's it's like a cross between Transformers and GI Joe. Yeah. 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 It 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 was it was a great show though. I watched it. It's I, rated the ninety ninth best animated series by IGN. There were so many of those toy shows. I mean, there was one that I watched, and I can't remember the name of it. I think it was called Silverhawks. It had um, the toys were these like spaceships, and the little figures had magnetic feet, and all the spaceships had magnets in them, so you could magnet them together. Wasn't Silverhawks the one where they were like space cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. I, I even even as a kid, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, no, space cowboys are weird. I mean, who would watch something about that? We did one, so like the last Professional Goblins episode we did, we just did a a, a riff on the Pirates of Darkwater. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh my God, the 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 the, the like shame of the canceled show ever before Firefly. Is that? I did not realize it had such a huge cult following. Oh, Pirates of Darkwater was one of the best shows ever made, and it was canceled. Before, See, like, everything was starting to ramp up, and so then it was canceled. They had, like, a nation toy line, which is really weird, because normally when they do shows like that, especially by, like, the time that came out, it was a Hanna-Barbera show. Like, they would have, like, a huge toy line ready to go with launch, and they had, like, six things. And then, like, we watched the first three episodes, and I can't tell what the message is supposed to be. Because, like, I already ruled it out as a toy-selling show, right? Because, like, they didn't have a line ready to go, so this was, like, an after-the-thought kind of, like, line. And then... But there's no message. I don't know what the message is. Aside from this guy was totally copied out of ElfQuest. That's the only thing I've gotten out of the show. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I know that it, it only ran for three seasons, uh, 21 episodes, and it looked and it was so amazing. It was just such a it, shame that it was. It is actually surprisingly well drawn, although the color palette seems to seems to change. I don't know. I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of 80s and 90s cartoons, did you guys ever see Spiral Zone? Spiral Zone. I don't think so. This is one I only saw on a VHS that my that my mom's my my nan my mom's mom got me, and it was I had no idea really what it was. I just looked it up to to refresh myself. Uh, Spiral Zone is a 1987 American science fiction animated series produced by Atlantic and Kirshner. Yeah, invented by Atlantic and Kirshner. Spiral Zone was animated by Japanese Studio Visual 80 and as well as South Korean Studio Acom, based on part from a toy line made by a Japanese company, Bandai. The series focused on an international group of soldiers fighting to free the world from a scientist who controls much of the Earth's surface. It only ran for one season, with a total count of 65 episodes. I'd never even heard of it. It was a weird one. Like the 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 main villain, I believe his name was Overlord. He invented a device that emits a certain type of radiation that causes. Okay, here we go. On June eighteenth, two thousand seven, a renegade military scientist, James Bent, uses a hijacked space shuttle to drop his deadly zone generators across half the Earth, thus creating a region called the Spiral Zone due to its shape. Millions of people are trapped in the dark mists of the spiral zone and transformed into zoners with lifeless yellow eyes and strange red patches on their skin because they have no will to resist. Bent, now known as Overlord, makes them his slave army, controls them from his Chrysler from the Chrysler building in New York City. His followers are known as the Black Widows, Bandit. The Black Widows, Bandit, Duchess Dyer, Razorback, and Reaper. They are immune to the mind-altering effects of the zone because they have a special device called the Widowmaker. However, due to the prolonged exposure in the zone, they display the same physical effects on their bodies as normal people caught in the zone. It's it's hilarious. It looks like um, Road Warrior. And, you know, pretty much. And there's more of it. There's there's more. There's, there's more to this plot, but I'm not going to... Yeah, it's one season show that seemed to be really deep, and it just fell flat and didn't go anywhere. And the, the, the good guys were um, basically they're called Zone Riders. <laughs> Dirk, Commander Dirk Courage, Master Sergeant Tank Schmidt, Lieutenant Hiro Taka, Second Lieutenant Max Jones, Corporal Katarina uh, Anastasia, Medical Officer USSR. And so it was like an international strike force. Yeah, and this is this was made in '87. So like, Schmidt Tank Schmidt is a heavy weapons specialist from West Germany, 
And Corporal Katerina Anastasia was a medical officer from the USSR during the Cold War. Yeah. So this is one of the one of the funny things is like one of their main vehicles was like this giant wheel. Like it was like one of those like giant wheels you ride inside of, but it had a cannon barrel on top of it. Back to back to things that. Yeah. Now that we're now that we've, that we've now wanted we've to get that. into now that we've tangented into eighties cartoons for some reason. There's uh, DC the Comics one for this thing. DC uh, Comics. DC <laughs> Comics did a run on on um, Spiral Zone in February 1987, a four issue limited series. Oh wow. wow! They were really man. trying to make that big. They wanted it to happen so bad. <laughs> it's got we got eighty thousand of these giant wheel tank things. We need to sell them. Get DC Comics on the phone. Apparently, the figures have thirty points of articulation, which at that point was was a lot. Holy shit! Yes. That is a lot of articulation. At that, you know, for some, even for now, some action figures, that is a lot of articulation. Yeah, so that's probably standard for if you buy like a nice figure at Target now for fifteen bucks. Yeah, they got the fingers and stuff. There's probably about thirty on that, but yeah. yeah. But back, back in 1987, that's like unheard of. Yeah, this actually keeps the theme of 80s cartoons. So, um, I really like the No Direction podcast, and. Um, no Direction is a Pathfinder podcast, but um, one of the hosts is Ryan Costello Jr., and he is um, very known for being obsessed with G.I. Joe. He collects it. He has a huge collection. And <laughs> when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch G.I. Joe. What? Oh, yeah. Why? But I, I, there was a bunch of stuff I wasn't allowed to watch, and everything I wasn't allowed to watch had a bullshit reason. It was basically my mom didn't like the show, so she didn't want it on the TV, so she would invent some reason why I couldn't watch it. When I was an adult, she told me later on, she was like, I just made all that up so you wouldn't watch the show I didn't like. But she would tell me that G.I. Joe was too violent, and I couldn't watch G.I. Joe because it was violent. They never <laughs> hit each other! <laughs> they had They're... worse aim than the A-team! <laughs> That's saying something. Well... Um, G.I. Joe, um, l- what, listening to Ryan talk about G.I. Joe makes me really want to start watching G.I. Joe and get into watching the old show and maybe collecting some stuff. Because it just sounds so cool when someone who's obsessed with it talks about it. There's a lot of things like that where if I know someone who's really into something, I want to get into it. I just don't have the time. I have so many things. And it's really just a time thing. I have so many things I'm into. I don't have the time to get into one more thing. I got to watch. I was able to watch all the reruns of the old of the old cartoon, and I really loved it. It was very good. And I had some of the action figures. Uh, you know the the uh, maybe Mike knows them. Uh, the ones that have the the giant rubber gasket in the middle that like holds it together with a with like two hooks. Are you talking about the old school ones? Oh yeah, like oh, the geez. like the like the second gen ones because the first ones were solid body, and these ones were the were the it was at the waist. Those ones were like I loved those ones because the the arms I used to call it hyper mode because you could take the arms and flip them completely around and then the arms swiveled so you could like swivel the hands back around so like their shoulders look just buffer somehow I called that their hyper mode. Uh, oh wow! Oh yeah. Have you seen the um the toys that made us on Netflix? And no, no what, I've been uh, wanting to watch that. Oh, they're really really good and there's a really good GI Joe episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah really, maybe that'll that'll maybe that'll satisfy my itch and get me into get get me watching it. And... I felt bad for my friends because their mom wouldn't buy them GI Joes. They all they got was Soldiers of the World. I had a uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles by the time I was a kid. I had yeah, um stories. Well, give you an idea of how deprived I was. These are the shows I wasn't allowed to watch: GI Joe, The Smurfs. I think <laughs> we talked about that in our Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Even still, it's still a shock. <laughs> um, He-Man. All those guys and one girl. Uh-uh. Bad stuff is happening. You communist! Oh, you no. Watch the, the, reason, the reason why I couldn't watch the Smurfs is much worse. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch the Smurfs because the Smurfs was secretly evil. What? They're communists. No, because Gargamel and Azrael are from Jewish mythology and they're they're Jewish lore and they're they're angels of death and then you you can't watch it because there's some kind of evil satanic thing behind the Smurfs. It sounds like your mom was having some fun with these. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, you know, see, in my in in my house, you know, yeah, they're the angels of death, they're evil. So, but the Smurfs were good. So, in my house, there's always well, there's a good, there's a clear definition of good and evil, and you so you know. So it helps you create your definition. So, like, the, the Smurfs is a go. 
Well, I talked to my mom about it. She didn't remember the reason. She she was like, I told her. I was like, I told her what she said. And she was like, yeah, I'm sure I made something up, the reason why you couldn't watch it. That's like, yeah, I'm sure that's she my goes, bullshit. That song was just the most annoying song on the planet, and I didn't put <laughs> it on the TV. And, and I was like, wrong. why did you just tell me that? Because <laughs> you would have uh, bitched at her. That's amazing. That's oh. the best. <laughs> because yeah. as a kid, if I knew it was annoying, I would probably put it on more. Yeah. Sing and it. Then, and why couldn't you watch He-Man? Uh, you know, I think it was some sword and sorcery is evil. Same, similar thing. There was another funny one, too. Because the first time I tried to watch Voltron, she told me I couldn't watch Voltron because Voltron was evil. Uh, and what? then one what? day when I was a kid, that was when I was starting to figure out that my mom's reasons were bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Voltron was on TV, and I went to turn it off. And mom goes, you can watch that if you want. And I went... I thought I wasn't allowed to watch this. And she looks at it and she goes, I don't see anything wrong with it. But it's because it's annoying. She Giant robot lions time. are of the devil. You must turn it off. But then I went back as an adult and watched the first episode of Ultron and went, I'm not showing this to my kids. This is of the original cartoon. Somebody right? gets stabbed in the heart. Yeah, the original one, right? From the yeah, yeah, from right. the, the sword episode. goes through his back and out his front and everything. It's pretty violent. Yeah, right. The first episode of Voltron is dark. Ah, I don't know. My parents didn't have any. I was trying to remember. I think they got upset when I saw some Freddy Krueger when I was like eight or something. But after that, there was just like no cap. You just watch whatever. Because I had an older sister that's four years older than another one's two years older, and they watch stuff all the time. So my my just, parents were pretty free with letting me watch stuff like I, I saw I watched shows and stuff that I was not supposed to watch. The only time my parents were like, you can't watch this was this one movie about these guys having a bachelor party out in Vegas and they kill a hooker. Mm. Like that uh, like that was the only time I heard like you can't watch this. And I was like, wow, I think I was in high school when that came out or just after high school. When I, that think came I was I, that was I'm 10 really years old. older than you. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. They were like you can't watch I, this. And I was I, like. Um, because like they let me watch stuff like Married with Children. Have yeah, you my dad seen? loved Married with Children, and like I remember seeing Demolition Man. Like, right? Yeah, like they didn't they they knew that I understood the distinctions between what was right and wrong. And, and oh yeah, plus this them telling me I couldn't watch the movie came after me watching Total Recall. Oh, what was the one my dad made me watch over and over again? The one with the fucking clowns and clowns from space. Oh, oh that's the, that movie space. is the reason why um, Erica is terrified of clowns. I'm not afraid of clowns, but he tried to... I was afraid of that movie because of the, the people getting <laughs> kidnapped in balloons. That was what upset me about it. <laughs> and he decided the the solution to that was to make me watch it until I was desensitized, which was not the fucking solution, Dad. Just FYI, if you happen to come across it at some point, not the solution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, can't go outside, he can't go outside and there's a balloon going by <laughs> I mean like no it doesn't That it, it was just the concept of a bunch of people wrapped up in those balloons in like rows abducted that just disturbed me and for good reason because that's a <laughs> disturbing thought I'm, I'm sure that movie is one of the reasons why I can't go near cotton candy without puking oh, cotton candy terrible. makes me hawk and, and oh just thinking about cotton candy just makes me oh god it's a campy bad movie if you watch it now. I'm like, oh my god. It's still the oh, cotton candy gosh. scenes in that movie still gross me out. Oh my god. Where they where they rip open the cotton candy and there's like dead bodies inside it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a creepy movie still. Still. Yeah, the it, it, it's a fucked up movie. It is a fucked up movie. Whoa. What was that? What? Something rubbed up on a mic. Oh, I looked to the side and my and I had accidentally bumped my mic down so it probably hit my shirt. Oh, yeah, that was loud. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> um, so I, I think we've kind of run this topic out we've, because we've been tangenting more than we've been talking about it. So I, I think it's time we get into our end of show where we're going to. So I don't know if you've done this before, Mike. We're, we're not describing a movie badly the same way anymore. Now we take turns describing a movie badly and we try to guess what the movie is based on the bad description. Hmm. Okay. You've been thinking about this, Michael. Do you got any new ones? I'm I'm actually going over an IMDb list to to refresh my memory on some of them. So you go first. Um. Ooh, Incredibles two headed the headed the uh, weekend opener with 180 million plus debut. Um. Okay. <laughs> um. 
a, a family of a family of superheroes um, where there's a, a strong one, a stretchy one, and a and um, a fast one, and a one that makes force fields um, fight a bad guy. Incredibles. No, Fantastic Four. You're wrong. Ah, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> kind of walked into that one like the moment i said i said incredibles because i was like this is too easy i was like it's probably not the incredibles <laughs> it's probably not the incredible Did you know the fantastic four movie they based the they they tried to um get they based mr fantastic's elastic powers the, um they they wanted to get the cg as good as the incredibles so the incredibles movie actually inspired the fantastic four movie because they were using the stretchiness of Miss of of Elastigirl as a as a model for the stretchiness of Mister Fantastic. <laughs> oh wow! Is and I'm cool? talking the Chris Evans one. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I, I'll go. I'll go. All right. All right. So this was a movie adapted from a play, and it's about this guy who's really sad about how he treated this other guy like shit because he was jealous about the other guy being more talented than him. And he ultimately blames himself for the other guy's death. And that's the movie. Oh, I know I'm going to kick myself for not knowing this. Um, you are, actually. I, I spent a minute thinking about which one to pick. It's got an amazing monologue. Uh, it's got a reference in Last Action Hero. That should give it away. Oh, um, Hamlet? Do you want to make a guess, Michael? I, I want to say Hamlet, too. Is that, is that your final answer? Yes. Amadeus, Amadeus! Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus! Damn! Oh. Yeah. Is that based on a play? It is. I didn't know that. It's also based on a dude's life. Um, well, I mean, loosely, uh, loosely. <laughs> Very loosely. Okay, here, here's, here's one. Um, a bunch of guys sit in a room with a broken air conditioner and try to decide if, um, if a guy's gonna go, if a guy's gonna go to jail or not. Oh. 12 Angry Men? Yeah, oh, damn it. Can't believe I got that one. You probably scrolled by it when you were looking at the top list in IMDb. No, actually. <laughs> Do you got one, Michael? Okay. So there's this so this there the movie it's about this guy. It's a world traveler, finds things, uh, always ends up getting it, always ends up uh, uh having very pronounced uh fist fights and he go he uh, ends up finding uh, a giant golden box. Oh, pulp fiction. Nope. No? Yeah, oh, giant golden box. Um, Ark of the... Uh, well, it's not called Ark of the Covenant, but that's the movie. <laughs> uh, What's the movie called? Raiders of the Lost Ark? There, there you go. go. Oh. I, the fact that I made Brian say the, the wrong answer first just makes it all work. No, Mike, Mike said the wrong answer first. Oh, no, I said the wrong answer first. I said Pulp Fiction. I actually thought Raiders of the Lost Ark was anything like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> There's some similarities. Nice. Um... A um, a hitman abducts Natalie Portman. Uh, oh, I know this movie. The Professional. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name at first. Although I don't know if I say abduct is a little more nuanced. Yeah, yeah, more like she in, insinuates himself herself into his life. Yeah, and then like they go on the run. Uh, let me see if I got another good one. Mm. Ooh. Uh, highly oh, trained. Came out and almost fall into an incinerator. Oh no no let Mike go first Michael. Oh sorry I, I, I didn't realize he was speaking. Sorry go ahead Mike. All right. A highly trained government agent goes on the run after his handlers uh, are uh, assassinated, and I will add that it is a series movie. Born Identity. It's not born. It's highly trained government agent goes on the run after his handlers are assassinated. Yes. I don't know. What is it, Mike? I want to look up the official title so I don't get it wrong. I believe it was called Spectre. Or no, was it Skyfall? Oh, when M dies. God oh, wait, no, it was Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall. Yeah, because the movie... Although, that, that's cause... equally true after also the Born Identity. That's why I chose that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because in Skyfall, you actually find out, like, you're like, why is this place called Skyfall? And you find out his parents' old property was called Skyfall. Oh, that was a lame fight. Yeah, that last fight was kind of sad. It was funny, though, whenever he's, he, uh, he's practicing... Shooting the family's dinner plates and the the caretaker for his family's property is like, what'd you say you did for a living again? <laughs> yeah. So Tom Hanks and Tim Allen almost fall into an incinerator. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen in a movie. 
one of the Roadhog movies or something? Roadhogs? Nope. Uh, that's Wild Hogs, and uh, no. Oh, uh, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. I don't know. Uh, no, no, Tim Allen wasn't in the Burbs. So it can't be that. Tom Hanks doesn't fall into his Oh, phone. no, 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 no. God damn it, Michael. Toy Story 3. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. That's good. Oh, that was good. That that was hard. That's oh, hard. that was the best one yet. That's good. Uh, the you did it with the voices. You got us with the voice actors. Ha. Ah. It was like seriously, I was like, what the hell have they worked on together? And that's just, yeah. 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 I kept on trying to picture them in person. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, maybe it's that motorcycle gang movie. Because maybe Tom Hanks had like a I love you. was like, ah, oh, damn it, Michael. <laughs> I can get it for you, honey. You have to have patience. Ask Nanny if she knows where the cord is. Oh. And I thought I muted my mic for that. Um. So, yeah, that's that's our badly described movie. Said, uh, Michael, that was the best one yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of myself for getting that. I love I loved how you were like, you're like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's that fluttering sound. I'm just convinced it's uh, one of us has Rambo next to it's, him and he's taking out uh, Viet Cong. It's probably like a short and a cable or something. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh-huh. So. All right. So, um, Mike, um, we we you have made it through the journey of our episode. We have tangent and all over the place. Now is your chance. What are you up to right now? What do you want to talk about? Uh. Uh, hmm. uh, let's see. Check out Ian Sider if you play D and D fifth. Uh, I'm in. If you play Shadow of the Demon Lord, that's what I've been doing a lot recently. I uh, converted all the Mysificum adventures over Shadow of the Demon Lord, and I made the uh, trade board adventure paths to connect all the adventures for fifth edition. And I've got most of the translation work for that done for the Shadow of the Demon Lord. And I'm like on the second half of translating the Book of Exalted Darkness to Shadow of the Demon Lord. So uh, if you are a Shadow of the Demon Lord fan, I got a bunch of shit for you. Uh, if you're not, you should try out Shadow of the Demon Lord. It's a great game. Um, yeah. Well, okay, cool. Um, how do people find you? Uh, I'm on the Twitter, at MikeMyler2, and uh, my website, MikeMyler.com, uh, is, is, is pretty simple. MikeMyler.com. So... Um, um, Brian, Michael, what do you have going on this week? Oh, what do I have going on this week? I'll go first. Um, oh, yeah, I, I am you. unpacking loads of shit. I am staring at a pile of martial arts stabs, a bicycle in the middle of the dining room, um, a box of Pathfinder maps that I don't know where they're going to go, um, several boxes of files that have to get filed in a file cabinet, um, all of my clothes in one big giant box. And we have to figure out where those are going to go because right now the extra closet is occupied by the cat box. Ah. And I'm not going to put my clothes over the cat box. No, I wouldn't either. No. Oh, speaking of having to organize like Pathfinder stuff and, and having to organize boxes and things, I just like got my closet somewhat reorganized with everything you gave me from the going away party. Oh, cool. You should take a picture. Somewhat organized. I'm uh, Katie and I talked. I'm, I'm she's gonna let me build one more bookshelf so I can put all the, the Pathfinder books and a couple of, and like uh, some novels and stuff up. And it's either gonna be in our room or I have to do it in my closet. But I will take a picture of how I have it organized right now. Oh, that's cool. It's organized chaos for me. Yeah, I have Starfinder stuff that has to find a home. I have, um, a, um, you know what, I'll take a picture of this too because I have a, um, a dresser that's just covered with minis and pop figures that we need to put shelves up or something because my, you know, the, it's just too much clutter and I don't like clutter. Um, so, yeah, it's just tons of organization and just tons of stuff. We were joking around because I have a baritone horn um, that I played in high school that I've held on to and it's like this baritone horn is like the most ridiculous thing. It's like, where in the hell do we put it? Find a corner, put it on a on a stand, and then you put an, a large piece of plastic into the tube, and into the down the main chute, and you turn it into a planter. It's funny because that's where it is. It's in the corner. It's 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 sitting on top of the file cabinet. Yeah, and then you just take like a good like a like a nice big piece of plastic you put over it so you're protecting the down the down tube, and then you take a little like potted plant and you just put it in there. Yeah. So it's just. And there you go. Getting getting all my stuff integrated into a one bedroom apartment. It's just lots and lots of stuff, and there, we just don't have a lot of space for everything. It's it's crazy. 
And you'll find you'll you'll find your stride. You got this. Yeah. Um, so Michael, um, if you don't have anything to share, what's going on with you? Just wrap us up. Um, this uh this coming week, ow cat. Um we're started we're kicking our landscaping into high gear and I have to debate whether or not I'm going to postpone this month's game for my Pathfinder game. Uh, I've got a lot going on, so I have to talk Don't with my players. I have to talk with my players because a bunch of them, uh, like you, uh, two of my players just moved into a new house, so we have to talk about it. We might we're not leaning towards it, but it's, it has to be a discussion. Just have them all pitch in with like an hour of landscaping before the game. Well, it's not even my landscaping because that's that's a long term deal. It's my player schedule. Also, I have to have one player uh, at least until the end of the the arc we're in now. I have at least one player skyping in. So we'll see. I will trust. I will keep you guys updated. So that, but that's really my thing. That's what's up with me. Okay, wrap us up. All right. So this is actually I had a lot of fun doing the tangents on this. I mean, we 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 talked about the the like we each got one nerdy thing that we really wanted to do, but we didn't. But we we haven't done off, which uh, which was nice. But then I loved our tangents. It was really good. This was a good tangency episode. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed this episode. And Mike, you're always welcome back. Of course, you know that. And uh. This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I've been your host, Special Mikey. One with me was Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, everybody. And Mike Prime, Mike Myler, veteran game designer. Bye, folks. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. All right. Mike, say goodbye. Brian, come on. Bye. <laughs> uh, all right, I got to hop.